Let's open our Bibles. Let's go to the book of um, Galatians. The book of Galatians. Continue to do that, young children. Um, sing songs to the Lord. Use your uh, talent. Use your um, uh, the gift that the Lord has given you. And you will not regret it when you give it unto the Lord. Because first and foremost, the Lord owns it. And um, you will be blessed uh, if you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's take a look at this uh, um, aspect of uh, the incarnation of the Lord Jesus, understanding more. And I know that many of us already have this um, um, like uh, notion, perhaps, or understanding of this um, um, the incarnation of the Lord Jesus, but these scriptures that we are going to read tonight will add to our understanding to this matter. Let's um, now, um, if you may, um, please stand and we'll go to Galatians chapter 4. This time I will read all of this um, chapter, these uh, verses 1 to 31. Just follow with your eyes. I will see. Um, yeah, I will, I will read this and just follow with your eyes. I will try to read this clearly. <clears throat> Galatians chapter 4, verses 1 to 31. Verse 1 to begin. Now I say um, that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under uh, tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them um, that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God <coughs> had sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Howbeit, uh, then, uh, when ye know not God, ye did service unto them which by nature are no gods. But now, after that you have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements? Whereunto ye desire again to be in bondage. You, you observe days and months and times and years. I am afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. Brethren, I beseech you, be as I am, for I am as you are. You have not endured me at all. You know how through infirmity of the flesh... I preached the gospel unto you at the first. And my temptation which was in my flesh, ye despised not, nor rejected, but received me as an angel of God, even as Christ <coughs> Jesus. Where is then the blessedness he spake of? For I bear you record that if it had been possible, you would have plucked out your own eye and have given them to me. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? 
they zealously affect you, but not well, yea, they would exclude you, that you might affect them. But it is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing, and not only when I am present with you, my little children, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. I desire to be present with you now and to change my voice, for I stand in doubt of you. Tell me, ye that desire to be under the law, do ye not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondmaid, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh. But he of the free woman was by promise. Which things are an allegory? For these are the two covenants, the one from the Mount Sinai, which gendereth to bondage, which is Agar. For this Agar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and answereth to Jerusalem, which now is, and is in bondage with her children. But Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice, thou barren, that bearest not. Break forth and cry, thou that travelest, travelest not. For the desolate hath many more children than she which hath an husband. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the Spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what saith the Scripture? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not the children of the bondwoman, but of the free. Let's take a look at this and we will see what the Lord will do. Our Father in heaven, once again, Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for uh, this passage of scripture. Help us, Lord, that we may understand uh, even more and these things, Lord, will get clearer in our, in our hearts and our mind. And Lord, um, give us to, uh, whatever things that we need tonight. I do not know the need of your people, but Lord, you know everyone here. You know the hearts of the people. And Lord, I just thank you that um, we are here together in this um, church to gather and to listen together to understand uh, the principles of your word. Help me as I deliver your word to your people, but let the Holy Spirit of God to speak to the hearts of your people, O oh God. And thank you, Lord, for this time. And I pray that uh, you will um, receive the glory and honor. And Lord, uh, that your name will be exalted in our midst. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Again, Galatians chapter 4 is, uh, you know, uh, very easy here as the Apostle Paul is very practical about, you know, um, um, the clarity of our salvation and the things um, whom to worship. And uh, the people in Galatia has been forgotten of uh, the things that um, they have been assured of and they have been um, assured of their salvation. And now it's time for them to worship and serve God. They go back to the worship that they had before they got saved. And that is why Apostle Paul is a little bit, you know, um, frustrated in the situation there in the church in Galatia. 
That is why he has this a little bit weighty and uh, a little bit, you know, um, hard statement that he uh, spoke um, against these people, that the Christians in Galatia. But again, there are three facts, in, as you can see from verse number 4 to verse number 7, um, as, as the Apostle Paul spoke here, we can find that there are three facts about the incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is where we are going to focus tonight. Um, the incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ is being emphasized in this, um, this part of the passage. And, and again, we can find several, uh, several um, you know, um, things from the other passages of Scripture. Uh, like, say, for example, in Matthew chapter 1, verse number 25, um, we, we will find several historical um, accounts about the incarnation of the Lord Jesus. And we will see them and compare them one from the other. In verse number 25, the Bible says, And know her not till she had brought, uh, brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. And, and this is the angel that um, um, uh, spoke to Mary. And then verse number uh, chapter 2, jump to chapter 2, verse number 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. So now go follow me with, with this um, comparison of these verses. Luke chapter 2, verse number 7. <coughs> Luke chapter 2 verse number 7 And she brought forth her firstborn son And wrapped him in, a swad in, in swaddling clothes And laid him in a manger uh, Because there was no room for them in the inn Now John chapter 1 verse number 1 John chapter 1 verse number 1 In the beginning was the word And the word was with God And the word was God To jump to verse number 14 Verse number 14 of the same chapter, chapter 1 of John. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, these are the accounts in the Bible concerning the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ came into this world and we know it by history. And we know it as, as we can see this in, this in the scripture. No one will... Um, negate this no one will will oppose the fact that jesus christ came and no one will oppose the fact that he was born in a manger so there are facts there that are already given and they were already um, known to us and known to mankind and no one and no no one would be able to uh, change the uh, the accounts but here in these accounts they are not in any way contradictory um, but as you can see, it these um, accounts of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ are supplementary and must be taken together so that it will enhance, it will uh, enable us to obtain a clearer view, a clearer view of uh, the birth of our Lord. But here, the evangelist here, the Apostle Paul, um, the speaker here, the writer of this um, uh, book of Galatians, um, um, he presents to us these Gospels, and, and, and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with a historical account of the incarnation, the birth, the, the, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in the flesh. And the Apostle Paul here, um, in the passage of Scripture, in the passage of Scripture, um, he's given us this doctrinal explanation um, we will see tonight. 
And again, there, there are these three lines of um, truth here emphasized in this section that we are going to see. In Go back to um, our text in Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4, verse number 4 to 7. It says there, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them which uh, that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an ear of God through Christ. Now you see here the time. The time of the incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we saw it here in, in, in Matthew, we saw that this the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 2 verse number 1. He said, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. But if you compare it to Galatians chapter 4, verse number 4, you will find, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. Now, again, the question tonight, when did the incarnation take place? When did the Lord Jesus Christ came? I mean, born. When, when did the Lord Jesus Christ, um, you know, um, um, come to earth to, to, to have that, you know, uh, physical birth? The Bible will tell us that it was in the days of Herod. Now, the days of Herod. It's very clear that that was 2,000 years um, um, ago that Jesus Christ was born. But with that, Galatians has another, you know, um, um, it has another time that uh, the Apostle Paul, or terminologies perhaps, that he used in this. And he did not use about those years of um, the time of the of, of in our in our calendar, but he used the terms when the fullness of the time was come. It is just about time. It was just the perfect time that God from the beginning, you know, was thinking about sending his son. The Lord Jesus Christ arrived to this earth in the flesh in the right time. It was the perfect time that Jesus Christ came and, and, and he, was, he was born in a manger. But again, um, we know it. We know it that uh, it was a, a very difficult time in this world. It was under the Roman Empire and it was, um, it was just a very difficult time. And the world in those times they have no revelations from God. For 400 years, the last time that God sent um, a messenger, the last time that God sent a prophet um, to teach the people and to talk to the people and to proclaim to the people, 
was the last person was Malachi. And Malachi, from Malachi to John the Baptist, there is a gap of 400 years. 400 years. Now, for 400 years, there's no uh, revelation from God. There's nothing. But there are a lot of things happening in these 400 years. In these 400 years, you will find that this is the time of, you know, uh, the Hellenistic culture to abound. And, and, and the propagation of this Hellenistic culture um, by the person also of Alexander the Great. And there's a lot of history, a lot of things in, in, in the past that you can see what happened there. Um, the, the, um, the rise of the Roman Empire. And this is when the Lord Jesus Christ came. The Roman Empire was um, the, 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 the seat of control of the world in those times. And the Lord Jesus Christ arrived in the time that no one really thinks that he would come. And in fact, when the Lord Jesus Christ um, came, people uh, rejected him. People uh, do not want him. People um, eventually, as you know, the history um, killed him. And, and um, uh, he was, he, he was uh, hung on the cross because um, they don't want God to reign upon the people. But again, we will see that the Lord our God worked to a timetable. As you can see also in the in the first book of our uh, Bible, the first book, which is Genesis, the first two chapters there, um, the Lord is making clear that um, He works in this timetable with the plan, the order, and the method that God is um, doing and the work of creation. But this also um, is the same uh, with regards to his work of redemption. When God worked on the uh, salvation of the souls of men, the Lord also involved the sending of his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. So the Lord Jesus Christ came like a human being. And human being, and as we know it, if, um, all, all men are are sinful, the Lord Jesus Christ um, was sent in the likeness of sinful men. And here you see in Romans chapter 5, verse number 6, the Bible says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. In fact, in those times, people do not know God, the real God. Those people do not worship the real God. And because they do not understand, they do not know, they do not know God. And in fact, if you look at it in Romans chapter, chapter 3, verse number 10, Romans chapter 3, verse number 10, the people, they just, you know, um, whatever is, whatever is um, in their heart is not really about God. No one thinks about God. No one thinks about the Lord. He said here, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their, with their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of ass is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. 
Now we know what things whoever the law saith. Uh, it says to them who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and, the, and all the world may become guilty before God. This is the time when the Lord Jesus Christ came. He died for the ungodly. The Lord, you know, um, gave his life for the people who do not even you know, deserve, as we know it. If we are God, we do not, we do, not do the things that Jesus Christ did. If we are the ones, uh, you know, controlling this universe, if we are the one that, you know, uh, uh, will, will stand in place of God, we do not do what Jesus Christ did. Why? Because we look at man as, as you know, uh, 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 sinful and dirty and filthy. And, but God has a different view. He died for the ungodly. Notice again, Romans chapter, eight, uh, chapter 5, verse number 7 and verse number 8. It says there, uh, verse number 6 to start with verse number 6 for when we were yet without strength in due time Christ died for the ungodly now verse number 7 he explains this Apostle Paul explains this is it for scarcely so maybe you know there's uh, some some people maybe maybe few out of many um, for scarcely for a righteous man one will, one will die yet for a picture for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. That Amen. is when the time that we are, there is no reason, there is nothing in us that God would be obliged to come down yeah. and die for us. Yeah. Yeah. There is no reason. Yeah. That is why when Jesus Christ came, it is all by His grace. Amen. Only Amen. by His grace. That is why, my friend, what a blessed thing it is that we are saved now because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And we have nothing to be proud of. But the only thing that we have in our heart should be gratefulness to God. We ought to be grateful to God of the faithfulness that He has shown unto us. He is so faithful. Amen. Our God is so faithful. Amen. That is why, my friend, you see here, um, um, the Lord Jesus Christ died for the ungodly. We don't want to die for someone else, even though how good a person may be. We don't want to die for those good people. How much more we have to give, we, we will give our life for the people that do not even deserve. No one wants to do that, but Jesus Christ offered his life and died for the ungodly. Amen. In Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. Notice here, and, and when the day of the Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Then uh, um, uh, John, John chapter 2, verse number 4, it said, And Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. So God is using this. He has his own timeline. The Lord has always been using his timeline. In, in John chapter 5, verse number 25. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming. And now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. And they that hear shall leave. The Lord is speaking. 
that time will come that the people who died in their sins can hear and those who can hear they will be saved they will be they, they shall live again god has appointed a time for each detail that concerning the redemptive work of his dear and precious son the lord jesus christ and this time was appointed in eternity way before he he already looked um, you know unto this time he already proclaimed this in this time and the exact time was also predicted in antiquity and you can find that in the book of genesis chapter 3 verse number 15 before before man spread all over the world when it was only adam and eve god already you know predicted that this is going to happen the son of god will come the, the Messiah will be will be here um, and will come down to this earth. He said here, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So that is uh, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ and how he would conquer the devil, how he would conquer Satan. Satan will, will bruise his heel, but the Lord Jesus will bruise his head. The serpent's head and that is when jesus christ gave his life and offered his life at the cross of calvary the moment that he opened his life satan's days are numbered and when three days after the lord jesus christ rose back from the dead then satan is defeated because death death was defeated by the lord jesus each one of us that receives jesus christ as our lord and savior we can also defeat death in us we will all be become, you know, um, um, victorious. We will all become um, triumphant in this life because death has no more power over us. Sin has no more power over us. Satan has no more power over us. In Revelation, I mean, um, um, second, uh, first Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse number. Um, I'll see verse number. Start maybe from verse number fifty. Long reading, but we will read this. <clears throat> he said, Now this I say, brethren, um, that flesh and blood, I will go to my Bible. Um, 2 Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians, sorry. 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verse number 50. <clears throat> the Bible says, now this I say, brethren, but flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, uh, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who has who giveth us uh, um, but thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We are victors. We are conquerors. 
all of us had won this battle already. The moment that you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have won the battle of your soul. You have won the battle against Satan because Satan has no power over us. His, his power, his, the death, that death cannot touch us. Although we, we might die physically, but we are not really dead because the Lord will raise us back as the power of the Holy Spirit rose um, Jesus Christ back to life. That same thing will happen to us also. That is why with every person that comes to Jesus Christ is a victor, is a conqueror, is a, is a winner. Uh, all of us are triumphant in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, that is a great blessing. And God has appointed at the time for each of these uh, details about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And He uses time. But His own time, not our time. We, we know that you know, Jesus Christ came and He was, he was born in, the, in, in, in our calendar. He was born on uh, 4 BC. Four, year 4 before Christ or BC. But actually what happened there, it was not about 4 BC. It was the fullness of time. In yeah. God's calendar, it was the fullness of time. It yeah. was the exact time as God has planned. And again, His coming, He will also come according to His perfect timing. And we are waiting for His coming and we are speculating, Oh, Jesus Christ came 4,000 years ago. And, and now we are already 2,000 years from there. He might come at the, at the, at the, at, uh, at the end of 19th century and people are preparing, preparing for the coming or maybe there will be uh, a miscalculation of all this. Um, at the year um, 2000, there might be miscalculation of all this automation and, and it might be that all this nuclear power will fly into the air. <laughs> And, and all this um, missile will, will, will fly into the air and melt the world. There are a lot of speculations in those times. Now we know that year 2K. Yeah, year 2K. I remember that. People are, are, are worried. They are worried about what's going to happen to this world when, when, when all this um, 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 automation, all these things, and, and, and uh, uh, things will just... Will just um, happen and again nothing happened there why why does nothing happen there because it was not in the fullness of time as God has planned right. the Lord has his own time timetable right. and again um, people will speculate but that is just uh, people speculating but again the Lord Jesus Christ um, um, we, we understand that the God uses time um, his own time and the time of the incarnation happened and again the nature of this incarnation the nature how god sent his son how and again this is revealed in in in, in these expressions in galatians chapter 4 verse number 4 galatians chapter 4 verse number 4 but when the fullness of the time was come god sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law so you see the first thing God sent His Son. In other words, it was God. God is the prime mover. He is the one that moves things. And again, what did He do? John 3.16 is a very common verse. John 3.16, For God so loved the world 
that he gave. He gave his only begotten son. So here the Lord sent his son. Sent forth his son. The coming of the Lord Jesus Christ was a decision. It was a decision not forced upon by the Lord. Not forced upon him. But rather it was a decision uh, for his own volition. It was his own voluntary action that he came. The Lord Jesus Christ, no one forced him to come. But he came by his own voluntary action. Yeah. And notice here that there is this um, uh, pre-existence of Christ is implied in him. Yeah. In other words, the Lord Jesus Christ did not start his life. They said December 25, but it's not <laughs> December 25. December 25, year zero. It was not the beginning of Christ. Because here, before Jesus Christ was born, God the Father already made a decision to send His to send His Son. Yeah. So from the beginning, Jesus Christ was already in existence. Yeah. Yeah. You see, before this world began, Jesus Christ was already in existence. Right. Micah chapter five, verse number two. But thou, Bethlehem. Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me to be the uh, to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. <laughs> so the Lord Jesus Christ did not start his life in 20, uh, December 25, year zero, but Jesus Christ, you know, was already in existence way, way before time began. So Jesus Christ, the Lord that came to this world, as God sent forth His Son, and He came into this in this world, and in the in the beginning, uh, um, um, uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as the glory of the Father, uh, full of grace and truth. So the Lord Jesus Christ came because God the Father sent forth, but even though he was sent, he was sent, and yet it was by his own volition. It was his own volition at the Garden of Eden when he was uh, when he was there praying. The next day he will be captured, or that night he will be captured, and the next day he will be beaten, and, 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 and further down to that, he would be hung, he would be hung at that cross. And later on in that afternoon, he would die. He would be punished. He would be he would be beaten and and, and crucified. He knew it from from his foreknowledge. He knew it. But again, um, and the Lord Jesus Christ took it upon him and received it volitionally. When he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, I was there in the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, in in. Olivet. Is it Olivet that they name? Yeah. yeah. The, the foot of the mountain. And we were there at the, at the Garden of Gethsemane. We made a big structure of like church there. But we were there on the side and we see a very old, large um, olive plants. So old. I'll tell you. Uh, you can see the it's like a root but it's coming out of the, the ground and um, it's just very old. I don't know if we think we took did we take photo of that man? Olive olive plants. And there 
we were we were taken to the place where uh, supposedly uh, I do not know if that is really the exact location where Jesus Christ prayed and he prayed where, where um, he asked God the Father Father if thou wilt take this cup from me but not my will be done but thine be done the Lord Jesus Christ when he went there and prayed to God he has the option not to drink the cup of suffering he had the option not to take the cup of suffering but he did it anyway that is why it was coming from his own decision coming from his own volition and and uh, remember that, that that is on that side there's a building here and that was on this side that they said that the Lord Jesus Christ prayed and then we we you go out of the building or you can go inside the building and out on the other side and there was also this big um, olive plants and across across the road going to that side is um, the the um, the wall of Jerusalem I mean yeah the wall of the city and you see when God sent forth his son the Lord Jesus Christ took it upon himself and made that decision and made that decision out of his own and God was pleased of um, that decision but Jesus Christ was already in existence before his birth as we see in Isaiah Isaiah chapter 9 verse number 6 Isaiah chapter 9 verse number 6 for unto us a child is born and to us a son is given and the government the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful that's the name of the Lord Jesus Christ wonderful Amen. counselor Amen. notice this one the mighty God Amen. and notice the other one the everlasting father yep. In other words, Jesus Christ was from the beginning. Yeah. Before the world was created, Jesus Christ was already in existence from everlasting, from a world. You see? And he is the Prince of Peace. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ, God sent forth his Son. And another phrase in that verse number 4 of, of um, um, Galatians 4.4, 4, God sent forth his Son made of a woman made of a woman that's what we we read a while ago in genesis chapter 5 uh, chapter 3 verse number 15 genesis 3 15 and i will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed and it shall bruise that thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel the lord jesus christ was the seed of the woman when, when he came to earth my friend the lord jesus christ his deity um, is clothed with humanity. That is something. He's, he's not the same as us. But he has some part of that that is the same as us. But he has also some part of him that is God. That is why um, this is very, very, uh, you know, mysterious. The person of the Lord Jesus is a mysterious person because um, for, uh, for, for he is God. And also he is man. But again, as we understand it, that uh, as, as a God-man, 
not really that man who became God because that's what the Mormons are trying to assert that Jesus Christ was man and then uh, by living a, a clean life he you know became God no my friend from the beginning Jesus Christ was God and he came and became man we understand that God Jesus Christ became man and again um, other religion are asserting that Jesus Christ is just a man. No, he's a man 100%, but he's also God 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That is why you cannot understand him. And again, uh, only the Holy Spirit of God that will make us understand this. If the Lord Jesus Christ had been just a mere man, if he's just a mere man, now it would be foolish to say of him that he was born of a woman. Why? Why is it a foolish thing for him to be born of a woman? For how else can anybody come, come into this world and except by being made or being born of a woman? All of us were born of a woman. Why it's been, you know, these terminologies are like this is because, you know, he is God being born. He has no human father. The Lord Jesus has no human father. The moment that he, the, the moment that he was conceived in the womb Mary was a virgin Mary was was espoused to Joseph but that espousal was not yet fully consumed their marriage was not yet fully consummated but before the consummation of their marriage the Holy Spirit came into him and he you know um, he and she was with child when 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 um eventually they got married but the, the 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 angel said to joseph do not touch mary until the the the, the baby uh will be born and joseph followed the instruction of the angel he did not touch mary but after jesus christ was born lo and behold they have a lot of children <laughs> Mary did not remain a virgin forever. Yeah. The Catholic Church wanting, wanted her to become virgin forever. She is not. Uh, she was not a virgin forever because um, she had a lot of children. Mary had a lot of children. I think we can find that in, in I think it's in Mark chapter 6, verse number 3. If I'm not mistaken, we'll see. Is not this the carpenter, the Lord Jesus? The son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And, and they were offended, I think. He got a lot of brothers and sisters. He's the eldest. But Mary had a lot of children. This part, this part of the Bible that the Catholic Church does, does not want to be known. They don't like this. This, this destroys their doctrine of the uh, in a Virgin Mary. That destroys it. That's why they don't want the Bible to be read. Just wait for the priest, you know. Just wait, wait for the priest, what the priest is preaching. But the Bible is open unto us. And you see, the Lord Jesus Christ was born of a woman. And that, again, the very fact that this expression is used to declare that the Lord Jesus was a unique person. Unique in his person. And 
unique in the in the method of his birth. He's unique. There's no one like him. I'll tell you, my friends, all of us are children of God. But as you know it, we, be, we became children of God the moment we come to Christ. We became children of God. Yeah. But we are not the begotten of the Father. Yeah, right. There's only, we have, a, God has a lot of children now because of Jesus Christ. But there's only one single, one, you know, um, a begotten of the Father. And that is Jesus Christ alone. Yeah, amen. Jesus Christ is the begotten of the Father. All of us are children of God only by adoption. Yeah. We are adopted. Yeah. When we come to Christ, we become adopted in the family of, into the family of God. But we were not children in the first place. As, as, we, as we came into this world, we are all sinners for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Yeah. And because we are sinners, we are not, you know, we are separated from God. For the wages of sin is death, and, uh, and, and the gift of God is eternal life. For all have sinned and come short, we are separated. And because of Christ that we believe, then we are being made alive in Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 1. Ephesians 2 1, and you had he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. The word quickened is made alive. So that means we were dead because of sins, but the moment you trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are made alive. Yeah. And that is what made us children of God. Yeah. All of us that believe in Christ, we become children of God. But I, I, I understand, my friend, that all of us, you know, all of the people in this world are not children of God. That's right. Because there are two spiritual families in this world. One is the family of God, and God is the Father. The other is the family of the devil. The devil is also a father. Before we got saved, he was our father. The moment we get saved, we become children of God. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. John 1.12 John 1.12 But as many uh, now, now many, not all But as many as received him To them gave he power To become To become The sons of God Even to them that believe On his name We only become Children of God, when we when we came to Christ as Lord and Savior, right. why? Because there is another Father that is a covert Father. He is not exposing Himself as our Father, but He is hiding Himself. Yeah. But He is the Father of those people who did not come to Christ. Right. Those people that do not believe in Jesus Christ, they have their Father that they do not know of. They think that God is their Father. No. Yeah. Because there is another father. You can only become children of God when you come to Christ. Yeah, right. Because this father is very subtle. Yeah. In John 8.44. John 8.44, ye are of your father, the devil. And the last of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. Right. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. Yeah. For he is a liar and the father of it. A lot of people are deceived by this. They think that, you know, God will weigh his good deeds and bad deeds. And then if the good deeds, you know, will, be, will weigh uh, uh, the, the, the bad deeds, then 
No, it's not going to happen like that. You have to understand that you have to come to Christ in order for you to be saved and become part of the family of God. You see, all of us need to come to Christ. Because without Jesus Christ, this is really sad. And this is real. This is true. This is sad because so many people will not accept this. Especially those in the Jehovah's Witnesses and, and, and Mormons and and um, you know the religions in this world, especially uh, Islam, the uh, Muslim, they cannot accept this word of Jesus Christ in John 14, verse number 6. And Jesus said unto him, I am the way, yeah. the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's right. And these people would not want to hear that because they cannot accept that all of us should be Christians to come to heaven. Only Christians can come to heaven. They cannot accept that because God is their father too. But they are just deceived. Yeah. That is why we are here. We are sent by God to be here so that they, we can present this truth to the people because these people, they worship with all their heart. The way they worship their own God, but not according to knowledge. That's why it breaks the heart of the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 10, verse number 1. Romans 10, 1, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God that for Israel is that they might be saved. They are not saved. They do not believe in Christ. Until yeah. now, they are waiting for their Messiah to yeah. come. Yeah. They do not count Jesus Christ as, as the Savior who came. They did not believe in him until this very moment. If you go to Israel, I will tell you, they don't accept Christ. They don't believe in him. You see, but that breaks the heart of the Apostle Paul. This is already 2,000 years from there. Um, he said, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of God. That means that zeal, devotion. They are so serious. They give all their lives to God. They give all their service to God and God would not accept them. Why? Because Apostle Paul said, but not according to knowledge. It's not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. They do not submit to the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God is not our good works through the law. The righteousness of God is through the person. And the person is Jesus Christ. Yeah, amen. Amen. That is a big problem here. They are so genuine in their worship. They are so faithful. They are more faithful than Bible Baptist churches. They are more faithful than us. And yet not according to knowledge. That is why the devil is hiding here, not, not showing himself that these people that worship God, not according to knowledge, are the children of the devil, and they need to know it. They need to know it. Yeah, right. And the Lord has given us um, the truth so that we can share it to them. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Sad statement. Because that is not going to be accepted by those people. Jesus Christ 
Um, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under law. He was born under the law. Jesus Christ, when He was when He was here uh, two thousand years ago, again in the days of His flesh, the Lord was subject to all these laws. He was subject to the ceremonial law. Why? At the age of eight days old, he was circumcised according to the law, according to the Abrahamic covenant. And he was circumcised when he was eight days old. He was presented at the temple. That why he was presented at the temple? It's not just because Mary wanted it or or or, or uh, Joseph, you know, wanted it. No, he was presented to the temple because. You know, he must follow the ceremonial law. So he fulfilled all of these laws. He worshipped in the temple. Why? Because every child of Israel, children of Israel, must worship God in the temple. And he attended the feast at the temple. Why? Because all of them must follow the, the, the laws of the feast. The Lord Jesus Christ even though he, he is Lord of all, he, even though he's the Savior, he was under the law, born under the law. In, in the social law, he was also subject to his parents. He was subject to his parents. And in fact, at the, at the age of 12, you know, um, um, he absconded. <laughs> um, the social worker, very uh, familiar with the word absconded, because I was working in the Spectrum company before I was looking after um, autistic children and my clients and, and that those children tall and you know healthy it's just that they are autistic and our house there is locked, locked. the kitchen is locked everything is locked and we have this fellow worker uh, we, we, we teach these children how to wash the dishes and uh, we, we teach them even though they are like 16, 17 years old, we teach them how to use the toilet well and properly and, 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 and feed the cat. This one worker also teaching uh, my client about how to use the key. And use the key there, <laughs> use the key there, and he used the key. At one time, he was, that's, this client, so strong, he was, he was able to get the key. And then while I was in the laundry, doing the laundry there, I did not realize that he, he's already gone <laughs> using the back door because he knows how to use the key. And I will tell you, when I realized that the key was hanging there, I look at the door, at the back door, and the key, the bunches of key hanging there, my spirit fled. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I could not imagine, you know, I was so distressed because we were not far from the motorway and he ran and I called the police. I ran, I ran and then went back because I, I, I had to bring something, then run again. I went to Mangare and crossed the bridge. I ran, I just ran. I could not. And then I went back to, to bring the car and then go to I, I almost cried because <laughs> how can I? I don't want this, you know, uh, a child died because, you know, it's, it's under my care and 
he got hit by the car. I don't like that, that you know, to be to be on my account, to be on my record. It's just so distressing. I called the police and um, they helped out in searching the good thing. That boy is very obsessed of McDonald's. <laughs> the police found him at the window of McDonald's waiting for someone to give him McDonald's. He was there. And I thank the Lord for that. <laughs> and in my report, that is absconding. <laughs> absconding. You see, and it was Brother Amai also helped me. You remember Brother Amai? He helped me look for, for the boy. It was a big... Um, and from there, I said, um, I have to resign. <laughs> I have to find another job. This is not for me. <laughs> I tell you, when I, um, now when I was about to resign, my, my, the management said to me, no, don't resign. It's not your fault. You know, sometimes things happen like that. Don't, don't worry about it. You know, get over it because... Um, it happens so so many times, but if it happens, something some people, some children die. But what can we do? You're just doing your job. So you know what they did? They promoted me. <laughs> they promoted me. I became a house leader. I was sincere. You know, they did not reward me of my, you know, clumsiness. There, they did not reward me of that. I was just sincere. I said that I was sorry. I I really. It was my fault that uh, that the key was, you know, um, I left the key in the kitchen and uh, he found it and he, he knew how to use the key. So again, that absconding is really uh, traumatic to me. The Lord Jesus Christ absconded too. He absconded. He he. They went to the temple and it's time for them to go back to Nazareth, but he. Left, you know, he, he 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 escaped from the group. Not really escaped. I do not know if he escaped, but he just left. He he, he just stayed there. When he stayed there, the parents, you know, Mary and Joseph, um, walked back, uh, long travel, days travel, holding hands. I don't know. I don't know if they were, they were holding hands together. But Mary and Joseph went back after a day's journey. They began asking their relatives, uh, Jesus is around here? No, no, no one knows where Jesus was. After a day's walk, <laughs> so they had to go back to Jerusalem and look around and talk to people and look for him. And then he found, uh, they found him in the temple <coughs> discussing, you know, the laws of Moses and, and he he throws questions and he answers questions and they talk. And again, you see, the Lord Jesus was under the law. He was under the care of Joseph and Mary. He could not just, you know, disappear in the home. He needed to be there because that is the law. So the Lord Jesus was really under the law. He was born under the law. And again, um, 
we know that he was born of a woman and he was born under the law and many other ceremonial law, the social law, the civil law, the moral law. On all of those, he followed all of those laws. He was raised, you know, um, being under the laws. That is the nature of his incarnation. And, and also, let's, let's take a look at this um, in, in Galatians 4, uh, verse number 5 to 7. And we will find here the purpose of that incarnation. What's the purpose of the Lord Jesus Christ? Why God sent His Son? Why did the Lord Jesus need to come from heaven to this earth to be born in Bethlehem? And to be laid in the manger. Why all of these things? Again, I think there are three um, threefold purpose here that is mentioned in, in Galatians 4, um, verse number 5, verse number 6, and verse number 7. It said here, um, but, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And, and because ye are sons, God sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an ear of God, and through Jesus Christ. Now, He came, the reason and the purpose why He came, He came that we might be redeemed. That is the real purpose that Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to redeem. To redeem man in, from bondage and the curse of the law. That is why he followed all of that so that you don't have to follow it. You don't have to follow the ceremonial law because the Savior that we have followed it through. And he perfected it in his own life. And therefore, when he was hung there at the cross, he was sinless, even from the ceremonial law. And all the laws of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross, he was perfect and, and, and blemished and perfect uh, no, um, um, son of God. You see, now... What does it mean to be redeemed? That means to deliver from the bondage and the curse of the law. The curse of the law is the penalty. The penalty which comes because we have broken the law. You and I are, are uh, you know, have violated the law. Every day in our life we violated yeah. the law. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't have to worry about it because our Savior perfected the law. Amen. Jesus Christ perfected the law, but make sure that you have Jesus Christ in your heart. Yes. Because, or otherwise, you will pay the penalty of your right. sins. But if you, if you come to Jesus Christ, all your sins can be given to Him. And all His righteousness can be given to you. Amen. And that's what happened here. He, to redeem us from the curse of the law. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 18, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. 
That is the perfect offering of Jesus Christ. His life was without spot, without blemish, without sin, and he died without sin. The only sins that he had, and a lot of that sin, is our sin. When he died on the cross, he died because of our sin, not because of his sins. That is why he is the Savior. In, in, in second, and the second thing, why the purpose, the purpose why Jesus Christ um, um, came, he came that we might receive the adoption of sons. He wanted it that we become like joint ear with him. He's the ear of God the Father, and he wants us to be the joint ear, Galatians 4 5, to redeem them. To redeem them with, that were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. Now you see here God's purpose in the incarnation is that we might become sons of God. Yeah. Plain and simple. And this sonship, my friend, this sonship is not like his being the, the big, only begotten of God, as the Bible says in. And John chapter 1 verse number 14 uh, And the word was made flesh And dwelt among us And we beheld his glory The glory as of the only begotten He is the begotten John chapter 3 verse number 16 For God so loved the world That he gave his only begotten The begotten son but here, all of us, in, in verse number, um, verse number uh, 5 of Galatians chapter 4, verse number 5, to redeem them um, that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Because, uh, and because you are sons, God sent forth the spirit of his son and, and um, into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So the purpose of Jesus Christ's coming is for us to become adopted into the family of God through Him. And also, the other purpose there that you can find, Galatians chapter 4, verse number 7, He came that we might become ears of God through Him. Yeah. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an ear of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. In uh, Romans 8, verse number 16. <clears throat> Romans 8, 16. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Yeah. And if children, verse 17, then ears, ears of God, and joint ears with Christ. If so be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together. Yeah. Now you see here that, again, we become joint ears. Yeah. Joint ears. Because God wants us, that's why um, um, we, we also like treating him as a brother. I, I love that song. What song was that that you uh, led, brother? Um, I believe in, in a hill called Mount Calvary. And there's a verse there that said that I will be uh, the last to be with my friend. Was that? Can, can you look for that um, um, song, the, the last phrase there? Um, that the word friend. This this is the one. I believe uh, that this life with its great mysteries surely someday will come to an end. 
but faith will conquer the darkness and death and will lead me at last to my friend that is Jesus Christ. At the end of this life, we will be able to see him. We will be able to, you know, uh, face him face to face. And we will be able to hug him. We will be able to worship him. To, 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 to uh, you know, bow down to him and to drop ourselves on the ground um, at his footstool. We, we can do and I think we, we will be, you know, uh, seeing him very soon. The Lord Jesus Christ um, in... Uh, it is in First um, John chapter three, verse number, verse number two. First John three two. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. Right now, you feel like you know we are very poor. We are. We have nothing in this world. It seems like. You know, we have a lot of uh, a lot of rich people there, and they are very popular. They are very known, and we are not known, and we are so inferior, and uh, we, we feel like you know, um, um, we, we don't we don't belong to the society. We feel that kind of feeling, but I will tell you, my friend, just like Apostle John said, uh, our being children of God, we are so powerful. We are so rich. We are, we are so blessed that this world, the riches of this world, cannot compare in any one of us is richer than this world. Don't you know that? Yeah. The Bible says that what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world yeah. and lose his own soul? One single soul cannot be, com- the value of one single soul cannot be compared with the, the treasures of all this world. Yeah. The buildings here in Oakland. We feel like, oh, there's there's so many rich people here. And some people, they own 50 houses in Oakland. And we, we shrink in ourselves that we are we are nothing in, compar- comparable to, in comparison to them. No, my friend, I will tell you. We are much, much richer yeah. than them. Yeah. Amen. Because remember who's your father. <laughs> yeah. Remember who's your father. We are children of God. Amen. The Bible says, uh, uh, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. It doesn't show. It doesn't show who am I. It doesn't show who you really are. At this very moment, it doesn't show. But the Bible says, when he shall appear, we shall be like him in glory. And in, 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 uh, you know, all of us will be provided with not one rich person in this world, not one, Elon Musk or uh, Bezos or whatever, not one single rich person in this world have ever um, trodden a street of gold. Not one. Not one has stepped a street of gold because there's no street of gold in this earth. But time will come, you will tread on that street of gold. If you are so, you know, um, 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 you know, capitous and you want gold and you want to, if you, if, if you can steal some gold, you will steal gold. In, in heaven, my friend, God, all of us will laugh at you. You might like, you know, <laughs> break the roads there because the roads are made of gold. You want to put gold around your neck? And you will wear it in heaven. We will laugh at you. It's just as asphalt. 
Why are you wearing that asphalt? <laughs> it doesn't show now. It doesn't. The Bible says, "It does not yet appear what we shall be, <clears throat> but we know that when He shall appear, when the Lord Jesus Christ appears, that's why let us prepare our hearts and our lives." before his coming because there will be great blessings i'll tell you you will forget all the troubles you will forget all the you know the 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 the, the troubles we have and all the pains and all the you know credit cards you will forget all of this the lord when he comes not one of us would realize this that we are so rich let us just wait for that little time only for a little time and the Lord will come. And when he comes, all of this will be the things of the past. And we will be facing the future and eternity with him in glory. Every single moment of eternity. And the Lord will, be, will receive the praise coming from your mouth. And in your heart, full of joy, full of gratefulness. Lord. If it's not because of you, I would not be here. Because that glory, the Bible says, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. Can you find a verse, brother? I have not seen. If you type that, then... But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Make sure that you love him. Make sure that you love him. Because there is a great blessing coming our way. We have a chance to prove that we love God. And this is the chance that we have right now. Love the word of God. Love the things of God, love the people of God, love the church of God, love the souls of men. If you just love these things, and the Bible says, set your affections on the things above, not on things of the earth. Once we do that, every single moment in that eternity future, you will stand in awe of Him. Amen. You will stand in awe, oh, oh Lord, thank you. Every single moment of that eternity, God will open your eyes of what God has done. And you will be amazed how great our God is. Do not set your hearts on this world and the material things in this world because the material things in this world will just vanish. They will go away. But the things of God will remain for all eternity. Let's go and pray. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for speaking to us tonight. Thank you for the joy in our heart, looking forward for your coming. Lord, help your people, help all of us to prepare the day of your coming. The day, Lord, of your coming is very soon. But Lord, we have this time, we have the time to prepare ourselves. And the preparation, Lord, is very simple, as you lay it down in your word, that we need to prepare ourselves to love you, to love the things of God, the word of God, to love the church of God, and the people of God, and to love the souls of men. And Lord, we will serve you faithfully 
because you will see our hearts, O oh God, whether we serve you uh, for any other reason or we serve you because we love you. Lord, help your people to love you more. And bless all of your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.